The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary, the podcast about tending the soul of women, sisterhood, and the rise of the sacred feminine. I'm your host, Arlia Hoffman. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Women's Sanctuary. I am thrilled today to be welcoming a special guest I've been following for quite a while. I may have taken your assessments maybe three, four, five times and just absolutely love her work. I mean, she is all about getting women outside of their comfort zones into their most authentic fuck yeah self. My guest is Eugenie Schultz, the Technicolor Priestess. What a fantastic name. <laughs> she is the creator of the Iconic Essence Framework, a unique process that synergizes personal style and energetics to help her clients become fully self-expressed from the inside out. From international artist and visionary Jessica Saren to seven-figure pioneering entrepreneur, a woman we all love, Simone Soul, Eugenie's unconventional approach has led her clients to create logic-defying Biz success and magic cross the multi million dollar mark and become in demand intergalactic influencers all on their terms. Fuck yeah. Magic begins with one coded outfit. Yes. Welcome, Ajani. Welcome to the Women's Sanctuary. Thank you so much, Holly. I'm so giddy to be here, really, truly, and so grateful for the invitation. Thank you. Absolutely. When you posted that I'd love to be on podcasts, I'm like, me, because <laughs> I just <laughs> would love to, to learn more about you and boost your signal and make sure women know, you know, A, what you do and also what's possible for them. Yes. I spent decades, decades, you know, locked in my little style box, my also my self concept box about what was possible, who I, who yeah. I thought I was. Um, and rubbing up against those corners all the time until I finally broke loose. And 20 years later, I'm still working on shedding those layers of what we've been taught and the culture yeah. and and the self-doubt. I mean, even up till yesterday, I was like, what am I going to wear for this interview? I want, want to impress Eugenie. I'm like, hello, brain. Hello, brain. Can we just stop that now? <laughs> I mean, I I usually get back down to what do I feel like today? What's a hell yes for me today? Amazing. But every now and then I find myself wearing something that is not me going, how, how did this happen? Just cause it's, we're swimming in it, right? Oh yeah. I mean, that's what we're, we're indoctrinated from day one and it's everywhere, right? Following yeah. just being part of the illusion is what gains us approval. So of course mm. we're swimming in it. It's everywhere. Yeah. yeah it is yeah. literally, in, it's ubiquitous. It's, it's in everything. Yeah. So how did you come to this work? How did you get to the point that your your brilliance in the world is focused on like a person's iconic style? How how did you get from where we all started to here? Yeah, yes. So that question, yes. Okay, so <clears throat> let me get comfortable. Just kidding. So I grew up in a family. Can we settle in, grab some tea? Exactly. Popcorn, probably. I don't know. So my family, so my mother was raised in Mexico City and her family, her parents were total 
fashionista like socialites. So basically family values were you have to be beautiful, you have to be like ideal body weight, you have to be dressed in a certain way because we want to like make those bitches wish they were us basically. Grandfather and grandmother. And the whole family had a legacy. My mom from her youth, her brothers, it was like the family, like, oh mm-hmm. my, like here they come, all the hotties, all the, right? Like, so I grew up like hearing the, the stories and just seeing people respond to my grandparents and seeing how they showed up in the world and very immediately feeling like, shit, I do not measure up because also, mm. you know, I was in between two worlds, Mexico. And then my mom left Mexico when she was very, when she was in her twenties, she married my American father, moved to the U.S., and then got divorced and start and became a biker bitch and just was like, fuck money, fuck like all that stuff, appearances. I'm going to be a total rebel, get tattoos. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do, right? So we were really caught between these two worlds. So essentially, from a very young age, I, I started seeing like, shit, I do not measure up to what my grandparents are, are preaching, right? And my grandfather mm-hmm. would be like, you have too much makeup on, go put on more, go change your earrings, go put, go put on the nice ones, the pearl ones that we got you, right? It, everything was about that. So it was like, constant bracing yourself because you could be wrong and and be corrected for how you looked at any time. Oh my God, you guys came for the summer. Boy, we've got to get you on a diet before we go see all our relatives, right? Uh. So drink three glasses of water before every meal so that you, that was our constant, my norm, right? Just constantly Mm -hmm. being told you're beautiful, but let's improve this. You're beautiful, but you'll get a nose job when you're, when you're 18. Okay. You're You're beautiful, beautiful, but not quite enough. You're beautiful. You'll never be Miss Universe, but you're beautiful. Literally a phrase from my grandfather's mouth, right? So my core wound was really like, just never feel like I felt physically that I didn't measure up, right? Like I I felt ugly. I felt like I couldn't express and I had so much to express. So literally I started pouring it because I always, what I did always notice was the power, the energy, the magic of aesthetics, the magic mm-hmm. of clothing, right? Mm-hmm. Like when my grandfather would put on, like he would put on his most, he was voted best dressed man in Mexico. So he was like pr- prim and proper. He always had this like beautiful diamond pin that he wrote, he, uh, wore his tie, like everything. And it was like full regalia. And mm-hmm. then when he would like waltz in, everyone was always like, he always commanded, like, I just felt the energy, right? Yeah. But I, I really felt it on a deeper level. It wasn't just about the look, it was the, the energy. So I started from a young age seeing like, oh my gosh, you are not, you're hiding. Like I could read the energy based mm. on what people were wearing. And so I, I can't even tell you how many, like how many people I just kind of ambushed to make them <laughs> over cousins, aunts, neighbors, like everybody, my friends, like I was always the go-to person to transform someone, to choose their outfits, to take, to take, go shopping with. Mm-hmm. And parallel to that, I, at the same time was hiding. I felt hideous. Mm. I felt like uh, so embarrassed and ashamed of myself because I felt like I just didn't measure up. So I would just wear things literally like sweatshirt, like Mm -hmm. nerd collar, like really simple pants, and then my hair in a ponytail, and then just try to shrink myself down Mm. all the time because I was like, I'm not enough. So I'll just pour all of this into others. Like my sister was total fashionista because I curated her looks. Like we would go to the thrift store and I would just make her the coolest outfits, you know? So blah, blah, blah. So I realized early on that was, I I thought it was superficial. So I kind of ignored it. Mm -hmm. And then eventually over time, after a very conventional path of me trying to be, you know, redeem my horrible, like lack of (laughs) qualities, right? I decided to go the safe route and do university, master's degree, corporate job. I was miserable, of course. I know that's a total shocker. And eventually my dude and I actually, we were in the US, we moved to- I can't imagine you in a corporate job. (laughs) It's kind of hilarious, isn't it? I mean, I did it too. 
Yeah, I like, can't imagine you either. No. I was <laughs> in banking. Oh, I see. I can double not imagine that. <laughs> no, it did not fit in. Yeah. C- carry on. Did not fit in. Yeah, ditto. I would. I took all the bathroom breaks and going at, at stretching lunch as much as, as much as I could. So uh, eventually, my dude and I left the U.S. We came to France, and we were. I won't give into the details. Kind of plopped into the middle of nowhere, a rural area. And I was like, now is the first time in my life where I'm like, I have nothing to focus on. I have nothing, no one to dazzle, no one to pour all my everything into. Mm-hmm. I can focus on myself because I, I never ask myself, what do you actually want to do? Instead of saving everyone and trying to like control everyone else's narrative and perception of you, what do you actually desire, right? So I, I got a coaching certification because I knew I always want to do something psychology counseling, but coaching really appealed to me, the online aspect. So I started that. Lots of iterations of, because obviously I was then acting out the, you know, trying to figure it out and give everyone else power in my business. So I tried, I did everything I thought would work mm-hmm. instead of, you know, so again, ignored, ignored the fashion part, the style part until I couldn't anymore. And then it just kind of hit on me, like hit, dawned on me to create something that was coaching mixed with um, style to really take people to the next level. And then from there, I started getting more downloads, opening up my spirituality, my mm-hmm. my channel, because I was being becoming more expressed. And then I started li- sort of receiving information about the element and how, you know, I started seeing very clearly like, oh my gosh, I can actually define what's missing for someone or what they're holding mm-hmm. back on, what they're resisting based on these elements. And then slowly the visual started coming together. And then that's just kind of took on a life of its own of its own and here we are. I've just it's like the more I've opened to myself, the more I've come into my true message and my true work. Yeah. Um yeah. And it was there all along, but it takes mm-hmm. a lot I thought it was wrong, you know? Because obviously if it comes from me, it's wrong. So, yeah. Right? I should do what the coaching cert the coach certification oh, yeah. dude says, right? They know Self-care. Best. They know best. He he did he definitely knew best, right? Like a 70 year old yeah. man. He absolutely knew best. Yeah. Telling me don't use those casual words, exclamation points. Instead of like fashion and stuff that sounds a little superficial, why don't you talk about self-care? That'll really sell. <laughs> um, all very bleh to me, but whatever. Not knocking anyone who does it, but yeah. it's just not my Jimmy Jam, you know? Yeah. So it took a while and it, I just feel like now now that I'm a clear channel, now that I really like learned to trust myself, because that was a whole journey as well. Yeah, this is where I am now. So my, my work just keeps unfolding. Yeah, that was a very Beautiful. long I, I love it. I love it. And I I mean, I, it's so important for other people to hear that because there are so many people who might be at some point along the journey that they resonate with yours and go, okay, so there, yeah. you know, this could be a way forward. There's, yeah. there are several things I want to pull out in that. The first was you were talking about your grandfather, mm-hmm. rest of the nines, right? Did you, and I'm curious about Was that kind of at the point that you realized that there was, okay, here's where I'm going, that there is above all that posturing and and persona below that, there's truth below that, right? That, yeah. that his true nature was was trying to, to shine through. And yeah. I just find that so fascinating. It's like, it's the, you can, yes, there are layers to be shed, but there's, there's some truth about those layers. It's pointing. It's pointing to something real. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I feel like for him straight, my grandfather was a strange creature. He he knew himself. He had his own thing going. He he actually was really that he's one of them. And my grandmother too, they were always preachers of um, 
be your unique self. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of things to like match up to, right? To like check off. You have to you have to be super unique. You're not like anyone else. Express that, but also perfect cut has to be the fit, has to be right. like nice, has to give you certain status, all that stuff, right? Yeah. He, he, the way he dressed actually was a true expression of him. Like mm. he was so in tune with himself that he, I believe he, even though it, he got approval be, uh, for mm. how he dressed, because it just actually, in my parlance, he was super fucking earth. Mm-hmm. So he like nailed it. It really worked for him. And at the same time, like I see so many people dressing, you know, so I think that's also the disconnect when I grew up, what bothered me. Cause I was like, this is magical. It's amazing. I love Mexico. I love all this. I love these mm-hmm. fancy parties. But at the same time, like something, there was this friction for me because I could see all these, like a sea of sameness, right? Yes. The, yeah. the amount, the, the, the amount of money you're spending on the clothing is a different amount but it's still to look like everyone else. Mm-hmm. It's still to be giving off these like these status, like these symbols or these signals. It's right. That look, I, I, I make this much money, right? I like, it was all about other people, yeah, right? all of it. Right. And that's the part that it took me a while to understand that. But I was like, I got to a point where I was like, fuck the rules, fuck mm-hmm. the rules, fuck yeah. the rules. Right. Um, because the what and what helped me is when I would sort of gather this information about dressing beautifully and how to put things together. And then when we would go to Colorado and back to the United States after being in Mexico, I would have to get scrappy and like use parts of what my grandparents bought me, but also go to the thrift store, get hand me downs and then cut it up. So like whatever, put it together, spray paint it, like do all this yeah. cool shit to put things in, in together in a way that was that like kind of hit i started understanding it wasn't about a look it was about the energy so right. i could i could feel when that when i hit that sweet spot of what i liked about that and it's and later when i started putting all that together right but um so that really helped me also start breaking the rules right and seeing it's not about looking a certain way for other people but it really is supporting yourself energetically mhm so I want to put a pin in because my brain's going several different directions. I want to put a pin in thrifting. I definitely want to get back to that. Yeah. But what I'm what I'm hearing is that, and you said this pretty much, but that you were you were feeling the friction because you were already picking up on the energy, right? You were already tuned into someone's unique energy and then the packaging they were putting around it and the the dissonance between those two. Yes. And sometimes it was, it was painful to see these women that were like clearly, clearly fire. And mm-hmm. they're trying to be like ladies, you know, very yeah. po- and yeah. it was like, I could hear their energy. Like sometimes I was like, I could heal, hear and feel mm-hmm. their energy, just like clawing to get out. So now in retrospect, I'm like, mom, I salute you for having the freaking like courage to do that, to leave, mm-hmm. get yourself tatted up, dress in leather, say fuck all the time, not be a lady have as many yeah. husbands as you fucking want. Like yeah. she, she, like that is huge. So yeah, that kind of, right. I had that awareness later also, cause I wanted her to be just normal, even though I was like <laughs> resistant. I was like, but this is also pretty and neat and tidy, but below the yeah. surface, people were like wanting to explode. They were miserable. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that now. Like some of my relatives just yeah. fucking miserable. Yeah. She was breaking a lot of patterns, wasn't she? Oh, yes. And I'm so grateful now. Yes, yeah, she really yeah. was. And you're here to really. break even more. <laughs> yes. So I want I to I find out about like how you came into, it sounds like pretty early on, you began to be aware of maybe your gifts, but how you, how you really came into awareness of like, oh, this, this is what I came with. These are the gifts I came with. And this is how I use them. 
Yes. So when I first got my, well, a big clue always was like, I kind of was like, man, why didn't I go to like fashion school or what or design school? Why didn't I start theater? Why I wanted something with aesthetic, something mm-hmm. with, you know, the, the the clothing. So that was kind of a sign. And then also that everyone got a makeover. Like I knew I was passionate about more than the actual aesthetic and the makeover. I was passionate about the shift I could see in people. Again, I thought that was fluffy. So when I first started coaching, I I was really, really insisting on just the life coach part, right? I was trying to be generic. I was trying to be for everyone. You know how mm-hmm. we do it first. We're like, I'll be, if I, if I am for everyone, then ever, then I'll get more clients, right? Obviously that wasn't working. So part of my work in the beginning was to be like, okay, um, if I try to like push this, it's not working. I'm hearing crickets. Also, like, what's the point of doing another miserable thing, but I'm my own boss. Like, that's the only difference. I'm still miserable. It doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel good. But I'm my own, right? I'm my own boss, or I work for a corporation with another boss. So there's not much difference, right? And then I had uh, my tiny dancer, and I was like, I want to, like, if I was my best self and the best example for her, like, what would that look like? And I started understanding, like, someone said the the expression radical self expression, Mm -hmm. and I was like, I wouldn't use that exact term, but that's what I like. That's what I'm about: radical self expression, no matter how weird you are, no matter how whatever. So I'm going to start showing that to my tiny dancer. And so I really started leaning into because there was an amazing thrift store in this little town in the in the rural area because no one else cared about cool stuff except for me, really, because they were all like, we work on the farm, whatever. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. making videos. So I want to look really cool. So I'll get all the cool shit at the thrift store. So I really started sort of pushing my limits, getting on video because that was a, that was a huge edge for me to even mm-hmm. be on video because I did not want to be, I was petrified of being visible, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I want to show her she can be visible. I want to show her she can show up in a way that feels good to her. She can also create a job that like a career of whatever that feels good to her. So she was really, she really was a catalyst in a lot of ways for how I started doing things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I started noticing like, if I'm starting to show up more powerfully, right, because of how I'm starting to let myself dress and how, what things I'm doing with my hair and things like that. And I'm kind of starting to drop some of the rules that I learned to keep myself invisible. like. Maybe it's just time to start infusing that into, into my work. And so at first, actually, I had a couple paying just life coaching clients and I asked them, like, can we include, like, if I give you a closet session, you want to do that? And then I remember I was part of this like networking group and I put a post in the general chat just saying, Hey, I'm very passionate. I want to help some people like find their style, like put it together, cool outfits, do a little photo shoot to show you who, like you, who you really are. Because parentheses, when I was in Mexico also, I had, I have a cousin who, very early on, she she started studying photography, and I was kind of her muse slash guinea pig. Um, so I started also understanding the power of the photo shoot. I yeah. really started getting it, and then I the two of us we started fixing people up for their sh- for their shoots to uh, like try to work you know in theater or for mm-hmm. modeling or whatever. So that I was like, oh my gosh, this is another piece, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I was there, I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to offer these to, this to these women for free. And so I started doing these little sessions with women, and it was blowing their minds. Like I would give them the photos afterward and they would like start. And I was, I'm not even a professional photographer. It was literally just like little generic photos. And they were like sobbing and like, Oh my God, it's the first time I'm seeing myself. And I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) Right. So I, I, then I, but the thing is though, instead of kind of continuing with the mix, I was like, I'm just going to go straight into style. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I tried to do the thing and I, I was trying to fit into being a stylist. Right. 
And then so eventually, though, the energetic piece, like I started also coming out of the spirituality closet, whatever. That's um, that's the piece I really want to get to is like, how did at some point, I guess it occurred to you that 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 something was coming through you in this work. Definitely. So I realized like how, okay, so one thing that sort of opened me spiritually is I worked with a therapist who was actually a, a brujo, a, a witch. And so he was a therapist and a witch. And he initiated me into Reiki because I had such horrible anxiety that he thought it would be an amazing way for me to just soothe myself by giving mm -hmm. myself Reiki. So when that happened, I started feeling amazing things. I was able to really, like, to really, you know, relax and feel different things. I started doing Reiki on other people and they were just like shocked. People would like start like convulsing, not convulsing in a bad, but like they're moving their bodies. Trembling, people yeah. would be like trembling, like all these like responses that were like, oh my God, this is coming from me. Right. And I started like my, my, it's almost like I started, it was, it started with Reiki that kind of opened it up. And then I started noticing that I would do, my hands would do different things or that I would start getting awarenesses. So it really opened up my mm -hmm. channel. Mm -hmm. And then I started really understanding. So this is the piece with with the elements. When I started understanding the chakras, I was like the chakras, like we can translate them into how people express it's all connected, right? Yeah. And so some people lead more with this. And so that's why I started building, you know, the 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 elements like the the different I started understanding them based on the chakras, like what's missing your solar plexus, you know, willpower, that fire, the you know, and then translating that into the visuals. And I noticed that the more I opened to that, and I, the more I sort of embrace because I always told myself I wasn't the magical one my sister was a shaman and she was always like super trailblazy so mm -hmm. I was like she's that one and I'm the I'm the organized corporate worker right so many so, stories to untangle right <laughs> I know yes so I'm trying I know this we could go on for hours with this but I'm trying I mean to everybody has that oh totally right and so when I was like you know what she and she actually said you're magical too why is it only mm -hmm. me just take the magic like it's yours too and I was like okay so it's almost like I started taking ownership and the more I took ownership and the more I was like starting to speak in more energetic terms, um, you know, sp explaining things energetically, understand like even style, more started opening up for me. I started understanding more, getting more information about how I work. And then my business slowly started to transform the people who were coming to me. It started to transform as well, because at first it was just straight style, like people who just wanted a cute style. And I was like, there's more to this. So as the elements emerged, as I started helping them break the rules, start trusting themselves and, their, you know, deepen into their inner knowing, which eventually came the, became the fuck yeah. It's almost like the more I listened, the more I start, I got, I got to receive, right? Mm -hmm. And the more I received, the more potent the transformations were yeah. for my clients, right? And it was starting to unlock gifts in them as well. Beautiful. I love yeah. that. I love that. It's just, it's such a journey of just, as you, as you said, beginning to trust yourself. Boy, howdy, really. And and trust those nudges that, you know, like that, as I was, I was saying to someone yesterday, you know, you like a door opens, you take that baby step and more open and just to keep, to keep yeah. trusting those steps. And, and I mean, it's a, it is truly, I don't know about you, but for me, it truly is that still small voice that you have to be able to listen to and, and, yeah. and not listen to all the other loud voices that are yelling at you to lose weight or wear different earrings or do you want to tone it down a little? Yeah. I mean, there are so many parallels in our, in our stories. I was raised in the church and my father was one of the ministers. And so we had to look on point every single time behavior oh, yeah. dress. And 
you know, when I peeled apart all the wounding around that, there is still gold there yeah. about about presence, right? And showing up. So I love that. It's, yeah. I mean, we all have those places oh, yeah. we need to peel that off. So I want to talk about another piece of magic, and that is thrift stores. Yes. If, if that's something else we share. I realized maybe I've always done thrifting. My mother would take me to, for a few years when I was little, we lived in rural South Carolina. And there was, uh, she always, because she needed to, she was always going to thrift stores and junk stores and antique stores. And I remember plain as day, there was this little junk store. It was probably like a converted gas station with, with shelves and shelves of dusty junk. Brilliant, magical junk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and at six years old, I can still remember there was like a, a, a purse. It was shaped like a little shoe box and it, it popped open with a handle and it was, it was pale yellow. The little lock. I was like, that was oh, mine. Yeah, so so cool. anyway, <laughs> yeah. but I, I realized at the more I did that, you know, and thrifted that that the thrift store is pure magic. It is. Because you can decide what it is you're looking for. You can go completely open and you never know what you're gonna find. Yes. But all the time, like I get in my mind, I'm looking for this. And it, it, within one or two trips, I can find it. It's like, yes, oh, this yeah. is exactly what I came for. <laughs> I love that. And yes. Because, yes, it's true though. Because it's not like a department store where it's a it's curated, right? It's just like yeah. the, it, you can find anything. Absolutely. It will find its way exactly to where you're going to find it. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love it. The, the magic it carries. And I also love that you can put th- like, the, the ideas that you have or the a feeling, like for me, it's really feelings, right? Like I, I kind of let mm-hmm. my, like an intention or just a color or a textile, just something guide me. And like, inevitably, I always fucking find a treasure. So I always feel mm-hmm. like it's pulling me toward yeah. it or, or, you know what I mean? Or making itself known. And just honestly, like the, the most amazing statement pieces that I love and I'll never get rid of are, are all from thrift stores. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just yeah. like, for me, the perfect, how do you know that you're being iconic and that you're fully expressed and embodied, like on a regular basis, you look at your outfit and you're like, no one else in the world is wearing this right now. Nobody. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Right. Cause yeah. I have like this sweater from the eighties and this barrette from the forties and the, whatever, but like technically and energetically, like there's no one else wearing it. And there's probably no one else on the, in the world who could pull it off because they're not you. Right. So I think that's yes. also the magic of it. I love it. Well, let's talk more about the magic. So tell me how you, how you have seen the work you do transform your clients. Tell me what that looks like. Yeah. So the elements are so magical because, so I I say essentially that the elements, so we each lead with, we all have all of them. We all carry all of them, obviously, air, water, earth, air, water, fire, earth, and space, but we each lead with two. There are two sort of there, there. And by what, by lead, I mean, they're the ones who come together with certain traits and they they open up. It's, it reminds me of this Indiana Jones movie where there was a magical crystal and then they put it in the wall. Mm-hmm. And when they turned it finally with the crystal, it's like it opens, right? Mm-hmm. So I really see it like that. Like your elements come, they open up something that's never been on earth before, something that is totally and completely yours, which is your iconic essence, right? So when you when you unlock that, when you start communicating and understanding your elements, you start seeing not only like cool shit about them that you're totally on board with, right? You also see those parts of yourself that you've tried to hide. You've tried to lock away because you were told along the way or you were you were made to understand 
that they were unsavory, that they were undesirable, yeah. that they were bad, right? right? And so you try to lock them away. But when you see, okay, these are the elements, this is what they carry. Holy shit. It's almost like when you just see it laid out, you're like, so there's not anything wrong with me. It's just part of being a fire. It's just part of being air, right? Mm -hmm. Like air is very light and fluffy and, and excited and very playful and sort of childlike. So mm -hmm. I always thought I'm going to seem superficial if I, mm -hmm. if I like in my air. And so I resisted it. But once you're like, actually, yeah. it's one of my superpowers. It literally, it Boom. transmutes shit, right? Yeah. So with clients, what I've seen, the number one thing really is huge, huge, deep, unwavering self-trust. Mm. That's number one. Self-trust from buying stuff at the store, from what program they're going to pay for next, even to like, I trust myself so much that I'm going to break up with my boyfriend or my partner. I'm going to divorce this person. Yeah. I'm going to scrap this business as it is entirely and start from zero. And right. Right. And we know that when we trust so deeply, especially in those hard bits, when we trust our fuck yeah to that degree, like the energetic, like magical compensation or ROI is just beyond anything our brain could ever imagine. Right. So that's number one is really seeing them just trust themselves, which really is like the core of everything, isn't it? It, um, is. it is. I've had clients, um, suddenly, oh, he, a heal. I've had clients say that they just by the, with the elements healing trauma that they've mm -hmm. had, that they've worked with therapists, you know, over years on, you know, and just with, with the elements, like those, the trauma has left their bodies, left their energy fields, just been shifted, right? Yeah. Healed. I've had people just make a shit ton of, that's a big one too. Just make a shit uh, ton of money. Just make a shit ton of money, you know, like six, seven figure launches by trusting themselves and their, and their quote unquote, crazy, unconventional ideas. I've right? seen one of those clients and she is just fucking amazing. Like I she's, mean, so, it just she's become going. inspirational just by being her, her, her real self, because it's, it's still rare. It's still yep. rare to be that unapologetically open and transparent yep. and yourself. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I want. Like that's, that's my mission, right? To continue. Yes. Just you get to be yourself. You get to take up space. You get to also heal. You have to stop being afraid. Also, that's a big one. Like clients not being afraid anymore of being in danger, mm. like literal physical danger, physical uh, danger of being attacked sexually or, you know, somebody being aggressive toward them yes. in un unwanted ways. That's been a big one as well, right? That and is a big one. It's because of my particular archetypes. That's not one that I particularly face, but I've, I see it so often. And yeah. 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 That, that's a big one for fire actually, because mm -hmm. Fire really is the embodiment of like mystery, edginess, danger, sexiness, sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so the, the fires, like they really want to express in that way. And they've been told it's dangerous and that if something happens, it's their fault. Right. 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 And also I've actually, since you mentioned the church, a lot of my clients also have a super religious background and were shamed mm -hmm. and were told to shut different parts of themselves. And there's religious trauma there that, mm -hmm. that gets shifted and moved new perspectives, right? That's another, another big one. So the, the shifts are fundamental and they're like, I mean, I could go on and on there's, but those are kind of the big ones. Those are, yeah. those are the big ones. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So I told you, I've taken it over and over and over. Cause I, I, you know, it's, it, it can take some, some uncovering to figure out where you are. I know that I am earth. But I have a, I, I think I lead with earth and fire. Mm -hmm. And then like my tertiary is water. And I think just leaning into that fire really is, is not my challenge, but sometimes that's still a lot, you know, that's where some of the, the work is, is, is 
just letting that fire burn and yeah, show up. I, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm not saying this is your case. You can play with this as a possibility, but a lot of times fire carriers, they, they do, they, they kind of default to water because it's safe. Yeah. It's flowy, it's feminine, it's more soft-spoken, right? They carry some qualities as in like movement and, mm-hmm. right, whereas fire is sexual, uh, water mm-hmm. is sensual. Mm-hmm. So, right, so it's more tempered down almost. So it's kind of a safer place to hang out when you're fire but resisting it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that can be sort of the line between those can be blurred sometimes and because fire can be scary, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I, <laughs> in my own awakening, <clears throat> so it's been 20 years ago, Someone called me a runaway freight train because once I opened to that fire energy, I I was, it had been tamped down for so long. I was just, I was literally an explosion, right? Yeah. Well, of course you were. Of course you were. (laughs) And so there's, I don't, I don't know that that would be my preferred method, but that's how it happened, you know, and just, just to, so I've become a huge advocate for people you know, tending whatever is burning and ready to, to be born in them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, like when you resist it for so long, like it can do mm-hmm. nothing but explode because it's the pressure is building inevitably. Yeah. Right. So it is gonna, it will explode when we start. And that's the beautiful thing. Like when you start leaning into it and just embracing it, it's beautiful light side, the iconic side and the the shadow side, like it's all beautiful and it's all okay. And it's all welcome. Right. When you start really embracing all of it and saying, you know what, welcome fire or the two mm. that people really have a lot, like the biggest resistance to are fire and uh, space. So, right. Like you are welcome fire. You are welcome space. Let's do this. I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what it's going to look like to just go for it, but let's, let's just fucking do this. Right. Then fire doesn't have to explode. Yes. It will right. be like, oh my God, finally, we can do all the things. Let's yeah. like go buy all the leather shit. Let's go. What, right. Right. Yeah. That will happen, but it's, but it's, you're working together. It's mm-hmm. not like, right. Like it's not reacting anymore. Yeah. You're on the same team and that really changes it. Right. Boy, that's, so, I mean, that's the thing is, it's getting all the parts of you on the same team. Let's talk about some of the other elements. Tell us about space and air. Yeah. Now, now that you're, those are you. Aren't, aren't those, you? those are me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good memory. So space, space is a very tricky one for people to embrace because it's it's unusual. Like if you think of outer space, like it's the unknown. It's unnerving. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating, but also really it's magical and also very intimidating, right? It's vast. It's right. So space is like everything and nothing. Mm. So it's like newness. It's visionary. It's like innovative. And it can also be because it's everything and nothing. It can also be very androgynous. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are different things that people struggle with. Like, I don't want to look so, and it's avant-garde. So I don't want to look avant-garde or weird or, right? So I, for years, struggled with with space because I was like, I'm already weird. Like, I'm already, <laughs> my situation, my context is like, like, I'm already a freak. Why do I need to add to that? So I really <laughs> tried to be earth. I was like, let's get a corporate job. Let's dress like in a normal way. Let's try to get my, keep my mom control. It didn't work, obviously. Yeah. But, right, because we're told, like, those are the desirable qualities. So if I be a weirdo. But, you know, so, so space can really be intimidating for that reason, right? It's going to be weird. People are not going to really get it. They're going to be, I'm going to be too out there for them. So why don't I just appear normal, right? Mm -hmm. And you, when you resist it, you can feel something's missing. You can feel something's off. You can feel the resistance, the tension, but not Mm -hmm. in a good way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's space. And for, and style wise, like it can be like neutrals, lots of monochromatic, 
cracks, lots of like metallics, transparent things, androgynous things, beautiful, sleek. It's beautiful, sleek and clean, but it's not always like form fitting. Like earth loves things to be more form fitted, Mm -hmm. fitting space loves spaciness, right? Like that vastness. So odd shapes, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. boxy, whatever. So yeah, there you go. Air. And air. So air. Air, the other word I use for air is effervescent. So air, it's like when you open champagne and it makes that sound. Yeah. It's bubbly. It's like sparkly. It's kind of like the energy of springtime. So it's, there's a, yeah, a childlike quality to it. Airs can also be a very sort of, I call myself a fickle fucker. Like we can be very flighty, change opinions quickly (laughs) because you're like, right? Like, just if you you think of air, like it's always swirling. You never know where it's going to go. You never know what it's going to like bring up, right? So people also like for me, as I mentioned earlier, like you can feel because it's fluffy. It's very likable. It's like kind of like sweetheart energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a really, it's really easy to fall into shadow with air because you're like, if I just get everyone to like me and use my charm. Oh yeah. Everything will be okay. I don't really have to feel feelings. I don't really have to invest much cuz if I even if I say sorry, if I say it in this cute charming airway, all is forgiven. Yeah. Right? So it can really be stifling emotionally. For me it was it was a really good way to mask mm-hmm. emotions and stay surface level with a lot of stuff, you know? But and aesthetically it's bright colors. It can be sort of like little preppy things, like think almost legally blonde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bright colors quirky quirky like brooches or you know shoes with like i don't know flamingos on them like weird kooky pattern very quirky and playful yeah that's air beautiful and so what have we not covered let's let's go through we talked a little bit about fire and we haven't talked much about water let's talk about no so water beautiful water water is i call it fluid obviously so water just moves beautifully if you think of an s curve and how water moves right everything is very rounded it's very gentle except for when it doesn't want to be tsunamis right am i right So it can also be like a like fierce in its own way, not in the same way as fire. What water values most is, uh, because it's all about sensuality, is comfort. So clothing, situations, the home, food, everything just has to feel really like, ooh, like I call it warm hug energy. Mm-hmm. And so in clothing, literally yummy sweaters, never like tight jeans or anything. They always like, like my, my tiny dancer is water. Mm-hmm. I'd say she's water AF. But she's like, jeans, no, give me some elastic ass like waists. <laughs> give me some sweatpants. Give me mm-hmm. like that cozy like scarf. And she and she loves, you know, like sort of more muted colors, more soothing colors. That's very, very water layered, like jewelry, things like that. That's super water. Yeah. And then earth. Mm-hmm. Earth. So earth is just like earth, right? It's very reliable, grounded. That's the other word I use for it. Grounded, tried and true. So it's very, it values simplicity. It can take very, you know, kind of complex ideas or notions and simplify them, make them very concise. Earth is all about strategy also. It's it's brilliant as strategy. And as far as how it expresses through clothing, it's like the beautiful classics, right? Like beautiful, nicely fitted pieces. It doesn't necessarily have to be totally like, I'm not talking like corporate or anything like that, mm-hmm. but beautifully cut pieces, pieces that are going to be classic that they can you can be wearing them 20 years later and because they were so beautifully made and because the cut is very classic, like it just never goes out of style. So that's a beautiful superpower of earth, right? And when they, when they speak, when they show up, like you can take them, like they're just automatic experts because they know their shit and they own it. That's a beautiful thing about earth. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yes, it's you. <laughs> I love that because I can just say that. I can just own it. You know, you can own it. it. I love it. You know your shit. Yeah. So let's talk about, 
iconic essence. I mean, we've, we've discussed all the, the el- literally the elements of it. What else do you want to yeah. say about it? Iconic essence, essentially like when you unlock your, your iconic essence, it's, it's basically bringing you to the you without all the rules, without mm. the illusions, without all the rules. So I've been talking recently about live, like if you lead an essence led existence versus a role led existence, mm-hmm. the outcome is totally different, right? Because when you're your essence, like if you strip everything down and you just like boil it down, we're really like just these like whatever beautiful bouncing shapes of light, right? And energy. So that who, who've come here like over millennia, who knows how long, right? How many times we've been yeah. here on other planets <laughs> floating through space and other galaxies, right? So when you think, when you remember that, like anything is possible like all the tiniest little problems feel so petty and tiny and you know what i mean they just don't they yeah. they really lose importance so it helps you really sort of zoom out and start leaning into like moving toward the direction of your most expressed most embodied most truthful self really mm-hmm. and when when you're that person like your 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 like fullest potentiality can just unfold unfurl so much more yeah. effortlessly right yeah. When you're, instead of trying, like you said so beautifully, instead of trying to keep yourself and pushing up against the edges in that little box, mm. when that box comes off and you know there's like free reign and there's, you can take yourself as far as you want to go. There's no mm-hmm. end to it. That's the amazing thing, right? Yeah. It just, it changes the way you do life. It changes the way you see yourself. It just, yeah. Ah, uh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful because it just because, and, and I was, as you were talking, I was like, okay, I, 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 I my earth analogies are coming out. It becomes a rock solid compass. Yes. Within yourself. So you, you yep. hopefully can, you know that you know what's yeah. you and it's e- easier to say, Oh, no, thank you. That's not me. That's not me. This, I know this is me. I love Period. That. That's mm-hmm. it. Like that whole, like I was just watching this show. I don't know if you watched love is blind. Mm-hmm. Right. A dating thing. Like they, they fall in love without seeing each other and then they get to the altar and they're like, so I was just saying, one of the women was like, I don't know if I'm going to say yes. I don't know if I'm going to say no. I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, if she was telling to her, fuck yeah, easy. Because that's the thing with clothing, with any decision in your life, somebody coming in, anyone at, inviting you out to dinner, like literally any decision is so easy. Your life becomes so free and so spacious yes. when you tap into that inner, tr- that trust and that n- navigational device, that rock solid one, right? Like you said, yeah. uh, when you tap into the fuck yeah and you trust it, everything just becomes so clean and clear and spacious. It's either a fuck yeah or it doesn't happen. It's either a fuck yeah or it doesn't get in. There's no turmoil. There are no pro and con lists. I know that earths love that, but there's a time and a place for an earth for a pro and con list, right? Yeah. But, but there's no, there's no pulling people. There's no sleeping on it a few weeks. Like none of that is necessary anymore. None of that. When you say that text practice, Absolutely, because it's when we don't trust ourselves, and you get and we get a hunch like that seems a little bit like, like out there. You're like, why would I do that? I'm going to do mm-hmm. what this person told that me. doesn't I'm make any use- sense. Exactly. <laughs> why would I fucking do that? Why? Why would buying that shirt or going to have a massage or you know putting out this weird offer? Why would that help me? And yet, when we start like, and that's the thing when we start building that trust with the little mm-hmm. stuff, like, okay, I'm going to actually. I said I want to, whatever eat more vegetables. I'm going to show myself I'm trustworthy. I'm actually going to follow through on eating more vegetables. That puts almost like putting a little token in your, I trust myself box, right? 
And so, okay, cool. Yeah. I'm also going to show myself I like myself. So even if I don't have makeup on, even if I don't fit all the rules of what I'm supposed to be doing or wearing to look good, I'm going to talk nicely to myself. Mm, Man, beautiful. you're still fucking beautiful with or without makeup. I, I'm digging this. I'm feeling you. Cool. Another token in the trust box, right? Yeah. So it's these little things that, and then you take that little risk with your business. You know what? I'm going to put out this little offer and let's just see what happens. And then maybe at first no one comes, but you're like, you know what? I fucking did it. High fives. And then you're like, I'm going to do it again. And then, a, a, you know, nothing bad happened. I'm just going to try it again. And then you get a client and then they get an amazing result. You start, you're, you're like, I can trust myself. I can trust this weirdness. I can trust Absolutely. these hits that are coming. And then that just becomes your normal, doesn't it, eventually? Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I, it's just such a great approach for, you know, we all respond to different things. And, and it's, it's, I feel like it's such a accessible way to really get tuned into to your essence. And because we all have to get dressed. <laughs> well, yeah. most of us do. Most of us do. <laughs> but to, to really be able to, you know, hone in on, and that's, I guess that's what makes also makes it accessible is it's visible and tangible. We can begin using that as the tool and immediate yep. to go, okay, this is just those breadcrumbs. This is who I am. This is what feels right. This is what yep. is aligned for me. And I just love that. It's so powerful. It ends up the simple yeah. things become so powerful. In, Absolutely. In yeah. Embodying who we are. Yeah. And that's why I say like it hashtag starts with a code. It starts with a hashtag coded outfit, right? Like, mm -hmm. When you start trusting yourself, I, I love that you brought this up because that's like the, that's the foundation, right? When you start seeing like, I can put things together in a way that feels like a fuck. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to my brain. My brain tells me that this doesn't match. My brain tells me that I'm breaking the rule that my grandma told me. It also tells me that I'm too old or too young or too big or whatever. My body type isn't supposed to dress like this. And yet I feel fucking amazing. I feel powerful, right? Yeah. And you carry yourself in that different way. That's also the hugest trust builder. And you can do that every day, like you said, right? It's accessible. You have to get dressed anyway, so you might as well make that shit good. Might as well um, be you. Yeah. Might as well do Amen. you. Yes. <laughs> might as well. Hey, Janine, yeah. this has been a, a fantastic conversation. I so appreciate the work you do, and I hope I hope women are just falling over themselves to to get in touch <laughs> and check out your website, take the take the quiz, and and you know work with you. How can people get a hold of you and work with you? Yes. Yeah, so I'm, I hang out on Facebook and Instagram. So on Facebook, Eugenie Technicolor Priestess. Um, Instagram Graham also. I believe I'm Eugenie Technicolor or just Technicolor Priestess. One of those will find me. And I have the quiz that will lead you to a free group on Facebook that you can come and just explore and, you know, start dorking out, feeling into your elements and seeing other, other people who carry your same elements and see how they're starting to express and the questions they have. And it's just a good starting point is that is the Beautiful. group. It's called Dress Your Way to Six Figures and Beyond. Beautiful. Well, we will. I will link all that in the show notes so people can find you. Amazing. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Really so grateful. You're magical. <laughs> and, and as are you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Takes one to know one, right? That's right. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us for this conversation with and. Uh, you know, do absolutely check out her, her website, her quiz, her Facebook group. I know you will receive a lot of benefit and, and really help you get in touch with, with your own iconic essence. So also, you know, check out our other episodes. I've had some great in conversations lately, like, and subscribe. And because you help 
you help all our guests boost their signal when you do that. And we really appreciate that. We all need to be just lifting each other up in the work that we do, the good work that we do in the world. So for Ejeni Schultz and myself, thank you for joining us today. This has been the Women's Sanctuary. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.